I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are making an intentional choice to not just make Easter a one-day celebration that's mostly about a fancy dress and chocolate-filled bunnies, but to make it about knowing the one we are celebrating that day, Jesus. Over the next seven weeks, we will slow down the final days of Jesus' life. We will take a peek into each of these moments so that we can know Him better. I want to teach you some common Lent practices, Bible study, fasting, Lent candles, repentance, and prayer. I will guide you through implementing each of these. Help me spread the message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know all of us struggle with how to really focus on Jesus during Easter. And it's crazy because this should be the holiday we go all in for. But I get it. We've never been shown how. My friend, that all changes with this study. We are going to do this together. This Lent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. I would love for you to join our community as we are growing even more in God's Word. And I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This will be automatically applied when you sign up today. This spring, we are studying the book of James, which is the perfect complement to this final day's Lent study, because it was one of the very first letters written to the first followers of Jesus. So as you are studying the final days of Jesus' life, you will see how the first followers lived it out. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. All right, let's get started with today's session. He is alive. If you haven't already, spend some time in prayer today. Praise God. Repent of sins. Ask for others and yourself. Yield to God. Then wait and listen. Happy Easter. He is risen. Today is an awesome because you get Cadbury eggs again or get to finally show off that new dress you found. Today is an awesome because of that of the people you will gather around your table or the church family you get to worship with. What occurs today is a miracle, the sweetest of gifts from our good father. Today is a lot of reading, but try to take it in like it's the first time you've ever read it. Put yourself in the shoes of Jesus' followers as you read this story. They thought he was dead. We are going to read a little, then process a little, then repeat. Hang with me. Read in awe of what your father has done. Read John 20, 1 through 10. John 20, 1 through 10. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Question, who were the first ones to go to the tomb and what do you know about them? Question, what did they discover? 
Question, what do you think they thought when they showed up? What would have been your first reaction? The grave was empty. Jesus was not there, but his grave clothes were. Ruling out grave robbers or even Jesus' followers taking him. I get a kick out of the fact that the clothes were folded. We don't know for sure who folded them or how the grave clothes came off Jesus. There are all kinds of theories, but they will remain theories until heaven. At some point between when the gravestone was rolled closed and this moment, we find ourselves. Just two days later, Jesus had risen. I wonder about this time often. How long did Jesus stay in the tomb? How long was he dead? How did those grave clothes get unraveled from Jesus? Who took the time to fold them? Why would they do that? How did they, the stone move? So many unknowns and that's okay. We don't need to understand it all. It's part of God being God and us being man. We know only in part now and that's good for us. Okay, let's keep going. The women, we presume women, even though we all, though only Mary is named because she says we, were still at the gravesite even though Peter and John had gone home. Read John 20, 11 through 18. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And the other asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, please tell me where you have put him and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. And Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I've seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. Question, what emotion did Mary have? And why do you think she expressed this? Question, who did she see and what did they say? Her concern was for Jesus and where they could have taken him. She was so concerned she didn't even seem afraid when she encountered angels. Most of the time, the presence of angels scared people and they would say, do not fear. Mary was so distracted with wanting to find Jesus that she didn't react to seeing not one but two angels. Then she missed something even bigger. Question, who showed up? Why do you think he chose this moment to reveal himself? What does that tell you about Jesus? He told her not to cling to him, and he told her to go, and that's just what she did. Can you imagine? The one you love and cherish and follow is alive? He isn't gone, and you are finally with him again. Then all you get is just a moment. I don't know if it would have gone so quickly to tell, if I would have gone so quickly to tell the others. I would have wanted more time, not knowing what was going to happen. Prompt. Read John 20, verse 19 through 23. John 20, verse 19 through 23. 
On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Question. Who did he appear to next and where? Question. What did he say when he was with them? Prompt. Read John 20, verses 24 through 29. John 20, verses 24 through 29. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, Where We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his sides, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Question. Who had yet to see Christ? What would make him believe? Question. How did Jesus prove himself? Question. What does this teach you about, about believing in God? The story continues, even though our study ends here. Have more time or need something for tomorrow? Keep reading in John. You can read that what final lessons Jesus gave his disciples in John 21. Flip to another gospel and read when he gave them a final charge in Matthew 28, 16-20. Then continue on into Acts and read about his ascension in the first days of the early church. Prompt. Read Matthew 5, verse 14 through 16, and write out verse 14. Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Light all seven candles. We light all the candles now because Christ has risen. We light all the candles now to remind ourselves that Jesus himself called us the light of the world. It's our turn to show people, just as the early church did in Acts. It's our turn to carry on the message of the empty tomb. What is the message of the empty tomb? What does it mean for you? Easter is the only true story of redemption. Our sins were nailed with Jesus to the cross. They were the nails in his hands. He died so that we don't have to. What makes him so unlike any other God is that he rose again. The resurrection wasn't just to show his power, but to give us new life. The Bible often reminds us that like Jesus, we let our old selves die. That we live our, a new whole life, not a double life, a new life. What we used to be is no longer. Our sin, our shame is no more. Jesus already paid that cost for you. 
Sure, sin still has consequences, but it doesn't bring condemnation. New life, new hope. Prompt, thank God for what he has done for you. Marvel in his amazing work of raising Jesus and us. As we wrap up today, ask yourself, what should you do? How can you apply what you have heard today, James 1.22, and who should you tell? What is something you can share about today, and who should you share this with? My prayer for you is that you would feel like you know Jesus more as we work our way through his final days. His story is the reason we celebrate on Easter Sunday, because it's the thing that has totally changed our lives. I so hope this was encouraging to you. If it was, it would be so helpful if you would leave a review for this show. If it wasn't, well, you don't have to leave a review. Finally, please share this with your friends. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free and super easy to do Lent study. And when you share about it on social media, be sure to use hashtag hearers and doers podcast and tag me at Becky Kaiser. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at onlinewomensbiblestudy.com. I'll see you tomorrow with another final day's episode.